In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review for the week ending June the 17th, a recent ruling in a case in California could have national WOTUS implications. Agnet Media's Sabrina Hill reports the ruling against a Northern California farmer which calls soil a pollutant and a plow an instrument of pollution when it comes to the Clean Water Act. A U.S. District Court judge rules that soil is a pollutant, a plow is a point source of pollution, and a dry creek bed is navigable water. This in the case of countersuits between the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and John Duarte of Duarte Nursery. It all started in 2012 when Duarte hired a contractor to till his land near Redding to prepare to plant winter wheat. The contractor unintentionally encroached on parts of buffer zones on the land, and although later studies found that no environmental damage was done, the Army Corps of Engineers used the Clean Water Act to take action. Duarte countersued, but Friday the judge ruled in favor of the Corps. We're, we're disappointed that the judge didn't, in our view, follow all the way through on the argument we made, which is that because what our client did was plowing, that that is not a discharge under the Clean Water Act. Tony Francois with the Pacific Legal Foundation is one of the attorneys representing Duarte. So our word of caution is that um, you know, if farmers have been thinking of themselves as exempt, We agree that that's the way the law reads, but farmers need to be aware that increasingly the Corps of Engineers doesn't see it that way. For Southeast Agnet, I'm Sabrina Hill. Thanks, Sabrina. And other news for farmers who planted corn this year, you'll be glad to know that due to a smaller-than-expected crop in Brazil and other South American countries, U.S. corn growers may see increased export opportunities this season. With more on that story, here's Rod Bain. Although USDA world corn production estimates were increased for June due mostly to larger production expected from Mexico, you've got a smaller South American crop, Brazil in particular, where we trimmed corn production by 3.5 million metric tons for that 15-16 crop. World Agricultural Outlook Board Chair Seth Meyer explains what that means. We're talking about a crop that gets harvested right on the heels of our upcoming crop. So when we make reductions in Brazil, that tends to have effects on us for both our 15-16 crop year and our 16-17 crop year. Those effects include increased U.S. corn export forecasts for both seasons. What we've observed is outstanding sales, which is sales on the books but not yet out the door. We've seen those improve as the South Americans have had a delay in harvest in Argentina for some crops, and we've seen Brazilian crops shrink. That's provided us an export opportunity both for the remainder of the 15-16 crop and at the beginning of our upcoming 16-17 crop. As well as lower U.S. corn ending stocks and an increase in price estimates. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Rod. Tyron Spearman says now is the time to get registered for next month's Southern Peanut Growers Conference. Now it's time to register for the 18th Annual Southern Peanut Growers Conference. It will be held July 21 through 23 uh, at the Sandestin Golf and Beach Resort in Miramar Beach, Florida. This year's conference offers farmers an opportunity to learn more about legislative issues, peanut marketplace, and production issues. Registration for the growers is only $145, which includes all conference events and the meals. Registration deadline right now is June the 30th. Keynote speaker on Saturday morning is Congressman Mike Conaway. He's chairman of the House Ag Committee on Agriculture, and also will be discussing things that are happening in the new farm bill. There will also be highlights of a panel from researchers on how to survive production with uncertainty about the loss of pesticides. There's a research panel also talking about using peanut oil for jet fuel and a look at the land-grant college's role in the survival of agriculture. Should be a lot of fun. The family's invited, and everyone should be there to learn more about peanuts. 
That's July 21 through 23, the Southern Peanut Growers Conference. For more information, check them out at www.gapeanuts.com. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast Agnet. And speaking of getting signed up, time is also running out for rural entrepreneurs to pitch their business ideas in the 2017 Farm Bureau Rural Entrepreneurship Challenge. Kathy Isom has the details. You have until the end of the month to submit food and agriculture business ideas for consideration in the challenge. The application process is open now, and Farm Bureau Rural Development Director Lisa Benson says those selected in the challenge will compete for $145,000 in startup funds. We're really excited for the 2017 Rural Entrepreneurship Challenge. We've got some great applications already, and we're hoping to see even more. Four finalist teams will compete during the 2017 AFB annual convention and idea ag trade show the winner will be named the farm bureau entrepreneur of the year and win thirty thousand dollars in startup funds if you have a business or you know somebody in your community maybe it's a brother or aunt or uncle who's got an idea for an ag business or a food business but they haven't quite pulled the trigger yet this is a great opportunity the application is basically a business plan so it's a great first step in making those business dreams you have a reality the deadline to submit applications is june 30th just head to the website strong rural america.com and look for the online application all the information you need is there on the website the eligibility requirements the application you can review before you submit if you have any questions contact us through the website and we'll make sure you get some answers that website again is strong i'm kathy isom southeast agnet and to wrap up this week's podcast every grinder looks at feral hog control the feral hog problem may ultimately be brought under control but it won't be anytime soon Statistics are being kept on a national scale now, but local numbers still look horrifying. Even by using the best control possible, these destructive creatures still expand their habitat by a million acres a year. And as their habitat grows, so do their numbers. Look at these. There's an estimated 6 million wild hogs in America today. You might eliminate as many as 4 million this year, but you still have 6 million next year. Officials are now facing the facts. Current methods of control are not working. So, what's the answer? Well, there isn't one. We can eradicate something like the bull weevil, but we can't even slow down the production of wild hogs. You go figure it. That's Ag Review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet. Those reports and more can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.